if I, I say, hey, man, what's your name? I'm Pastor So-and-so. That's not your name. That's your title. And I'm a man of God, you know, but I'm just saying, like, your name ain't Pastor nothing. That is not on your birth certificate, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, you on Facebook as a prophetess so-and-so. Like, that is not your name. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, can you just say what your name is? And if we want to get into your title, you can respectfully tell me. I'm not going to minimize you because you decide to tell me what your mama called you. Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. And anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. In today's episode, we connect with author and public speaker, Aaron Gaston. We touch on African-Americans joining Greek fraternities, and while we get into that, we also talk about why he left the fraternity. I guess I should have caught out the spoiler alert for that one. Well, hey, while you're at it, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. So thank you for your support, your feedback, and your ratings. Now let's get into it. Man, we had rain for about 30 seconds, and then it's right back at 93 degrees with the heat index at about a 101 over here in uh sunny florida but um how's everything going over there in your world joe man you know it was about 72 this morning when i was out watering the garden i have no idea what it is since i've been in the house uh attached to my laptop so um hopefully it's not feeling like that because i do have to step out here a little later but other than that man great day i got some good food growing in the back so i'm excited hey that's a win that's a win I'm going to get out there a little bit later today as well. Hey, listen, man, it's a new day. Like I said, I'm excited because uh, we got some feedback and we wanted to make sure that we stay engaged. And because of that, we have an expert today, Mr. Aaron Gaston. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. You tell me what I'm an expert in, man. And, uh, <laughs> and I guess I'll co-sign if it sounds good. But uh, yeah, glad to be here, man. And um, you share some things with me and, and we're going to talk, man. So I'll give... I won't I won't call me an expert. Let me I'm a I'm an opinionist, I suppose, you know what I mean, with a little bit like of experience. It. So let's roll with it, you know. We love to believe that you are an expert on your own experiences, right? So hey. if you want to put expert in front of opinionist, you have that, brother. You are the expert opinionist of today's episode. I'm excited about Good that, deal. man. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, cool, cool. So hey, uh before we jump in and start talking about the things that we kind of like the juicy topics that, you know, I got my fingers kind of rubbing, doing my Birdman rub uh, really quickly. I really want to uh, <laughs> uh, give you a fair uh, opportunity to really just introduce yourself to the audience. So obviously they know your name, Aaron Gaston, but I really want to let everybody know what you're about, what you do, and, um, you know, just your background. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that, man. Uh, man, so like you said, uh, Aaron Gaston, some of you um, – you know, I may know me as AG. It's all good either way. Uh, first and foremost, man, I'm a man of faith. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a father. I am a uh, speaker. I'm a writer. Uh, I'm a loyal friend. And um, really, man, all about empowerment um, to, uh, you know, people, man. Um, allowing people to see themselves uh, for who they were made to be allowed them to rise up to the occasion. And I just try to be uh, an exhorter of that, if you will, you know? And so uh, any way that I can help, man, my vocation is uh, man teaching. So, you know, the things that I learn and the things that I gain knowledge to, I like to find myself uh, regurgitating man and, and, and disseminating that information, making sure that uh, people at least have the opportunity to know what I know. You know what I mean? Like you might not even receive it, but bro, I like to be, I would say an expert in, in a level to where uh, I can at least share what I know, you know, and that you can take it and run with it. So that's who I am. That's what I'm all about. Uplifting people, man, not knocking nobody down and uh, living in my space. Man, you know, I love that because we we are aligned in that same thought. Like it's all about lifting individuals up. Uh, I, I've always said, I guess one of the things that I live by is 
that uh, I probably won't reach my pinnacle. And the reason why is I like to bring people with me, but I know a lot of people that are going to stand on my shoulders and that's my ultimate goal, right? I want to put myself in a position of leadership to where I may move the initiative forward and then people are able to stand on my shoulders. And if I do that, then I'm knowing I'm leaving the world in a better place. My people in a better place, the people that are following me, that are looking up to me for inspiration in a better position than they would have if I didn't bring them along with me. So I love that. Kudos to you, brother. Yeah. 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 But I would say another perspective of that is, man, uh, man, sometimes your, your pinnacle is uh, uh, in relation to some of the people that you're able to reach. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's not always even uh, vertical. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just lateral. It just depends on how you how you look at it, man. You know, somebody explained it to me. Uh, uh, you know, when we was younger, man, some some people might have associated us as uh, knuckleheads or whatever, and they may say, hey, you got a lot of potential, you know what I mean? And so uh, I decided, man, that when I die, I just want all of my potential laid out, man. Potential is the real you that hadn't been manifested yet, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so as long as you got potential, man, you still got time to grow. So I want to leave this earth with zero potential, only because I didn't already manifested everything that was supposed to be done. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I like it. I feel like it's important that you educate individuals on how you got this perspective in life. Like, did you just show up and you were already like this from day one, five years old in kindergarten, <laughs> talking to people like this? Or like, was this something? Get out of here, home? man. Oh, man. Get out of here, bro. We all, we all are evolving in some form of fashion. You said, be an expert in your experience man my experience allowed me to see different perspectives some that are wrong some that are right and kind of just learn from them bro but you know shoot man uh man i remember you know we met back in the day even when you know uh back in the day bro and i would have been a knucklehead you know what i'm saying and so if you would have pulled me to the side maybe i could spit a little knowledge here and there uh but it comes to the it comes to a place in time where you just say you know you know forks in a row man where you say who am i you know what i'm saying who do i want to be and uh for me i chose that path and um far as an uplifter and i'm sticking with it at all costs you know and so i get opportunities to to ease on back man but over time you know when you see not only the fruit that it bears in you but also in other people Man, there's no, there's nothing else more rewarding than seeing your work uh, change other people's lives, man. Mm. You know what I mean? And so once you experience that, the materialistic things, you need them, you know what I'm saying? But they're not as valuable, not as shiny, you know, they become like fool's gold. So it's really about understanding your purpose, man. And so as I got older, I began to understand what my purpose was, um, you know, man, you know things when you're young, man. That's why you, that's why we need coaches and we need, uh, you know, Absolutely. life coaches and teachers to, you know, keep pushing you down the right path when you feel like giving up, when you feel like quitting, or when you're in a position where you're about to mess it all up. You know what I mean? You got mm. mentors who come, you know, grab you, you know what I'm saying, put you in the headlock, whatever be the case. And that's the reason why, you know, especially people in our community, you know, that look like us, they struggle because the male figures aren't always there. You know what I'm saying? When you got other people, when they mess up, you know, let's say even if the the you, you don't turn the other cheek or, or you notice it, they still have people that are in place as safeguards to keep them from going down the wrong path. And so we just need more of that in our community. You know, um, we got other other mountains and hills to climb, but let's just focus on what we can focus on. You know what I'm saying? And that's being who we can to to help others, you know. So so I'll say this real quick, AG. I love what you said, um, especially about purpose, because I feel like I got to a point where I was asking the question. I heard other people asking the question, not just what is the meaning of life, but what is my purpose in this life? What am I here for? What am I doing? And I spent some time on that. And I said, you know, for me at this point right now, my purpose is whatever it is that I'm good at, whatever my skill is, and however I can leverage that skill to serve somebody else. When you can marry them too, that's what your purpose is. So I, I like what you said there. And I feel like as a part of even, even the content that, that Finn and I create uh, via this podcast or any time that we're coming into contact with other people, that's a huge component for me of what I'm trying to accomplish is 
I want to leverage what it is that I know that I'm good at to serve somebody else. And if I can do that, then like you said, I'm leaving all that potential out there on the floor. When I when I leave here, I ain't got to worry about how much I got left in my pockets. I didn't I didn't empty all my pockets of the potential. It's all out yeah. there. I've done what I could. So I love you saying that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So yeah. the, the title of this topic uh, of this uh, show is actually called uh, Different World, right? And we kind of like pull in some of the aspects of our '90s uh, type of shows, and I think Different World might have kind of rang into the 90s might have ended in the 90s uh early 90s but yeah yeah but the thought process of that at least the way that i look at it is the first opportunity where we saw certain things in on tv in our community and it's more like uh what that path and what that journey was like as you're becoming or you're coming into adulthood and that's the the college life or um certain things that are associated with the college life and the abundance of abundance of freedom and mm-hmm. maybe even like, you know, fresh So I, I, that's the main reason why we kind of called this out because one of the listeners feedback that we received was on the subject of African-Americans joining the Greek fraternity. I didn't, I didn't really know how to respond to that since I'm not a person that ever joined a fraternity, but I wanted to get your perspective on that first. And then we can just dig into your whole experience and, and where you are now. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, man, African-Americans joining um, fraternities or what they like to say uh, the inclusive aspect of it would be the divine nine. You know, um, I think there's a lot of perspectives, man. Uh, some people look at the works that the organization does um, from afar and they say, man, you know, we need more of this. Um, well, also, I got to, there's different layers to perspective as well. There's the um, the adolescent, if you will, uh, that's growing up. And they see, you know, these organizations because they've been exposed to them early. There's some who get exposed for the first time when they're in these um, college communities. And then there's some, you know, who are a little bit older or whatnot. Uh, so I think, you know, there's different vantage points from from where you're coming from but um yeah man and then you have some people when they're in this when they're actually in the school there's a sense of brotherhood and belonging that people want to be a part of you know and there's another class of people's like yo that's whack you know what i mean y'all trying to you know y'all need friends you know what i mean is that the case or are you trying to get situated get girls you know so so many different perspectives man um and uh but i think probably the one that prevails as uh, time passed is the ability to um, help in the community what organizations may stand for from that perspective. And, uh, you know, some of the other things uh, may fade away as, uh, you know, as time progresses. But the, uh, the service, you know, that some of these organizations present, you know, is there, you know, but I'll be honest, man, I don't know when, when people actually join the organizations, I definitely don't think that's at the forefront. So, you know what I mean? That's kind of one of those things that you grow into, I suppose. And I'm glad you said that, because that's kind of what I was saying as as Dwayne and I, with our lack of uh, experience uh, and, and information to be able to speak intelligently to certain aspects of um, any type of social organization, is I was like, well, I, you know, it's interesting because I would be curious to know if the fact that the the name of this fraternity or this sorority or whatever it is is of a of Greek descent, you know, meaning the names or, or the letters that are used. I was like, I wonder if that's even a conversation that comes up. Like, hey, we use these Greek letters for this reason, but really it's this. I, I was always curious about that part. And it sounds if I'm not mistaken, it sounds like that's not necessarily a conversation that comes up frequently. Oh, no, I wouldn't say so. Um, And then I I would say just, um, do you mean just in passing or do you mean like when somebody is uh, interested in an organization, they're trying to figure out what do these letters mean or? Yeah, uh, well, uh, kind of a combination of of all of that, because because the way I see it, I envision it, you know, we got to create these images in our mind so it makes sense to us that there's some point when this group is together and they're saying, you know, 
when this when this was started, you have to know your history. I'm sure that's a part of it. You have to know the history of this organization before you can say you want to be a part of it. So there's some learning that takes place as a part of that learning. Is that a part of it? Is that, hey, as we're going through this, this organization started on this date, 1913. Let's just throw a number out there. Start, 1913, this organization started. And yeah, when it started, uh, we use these letters. And here's why we use these letters, even though we're 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 black, we're African-American, and these yeah. letters are Greek. This is why we do it. Yeah. And do all that make sense as far as the question that you're asking? Mm -hmm. But the answer would be a resounding no, I would say. In most cases, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. uh, okay. I would say that because you got to deal before I, oh, wait, wait, all right, so let me see where I want to go with this, Joe. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, in the, so in, in, in organizations or whatnot, uh, I would say you have to, if you want to be a part of an organization, of course, you have to show interest. And, in, you know, who knows what that particular journey for you may have been when you decided to show interest in that. And as a result, yeah, you may be trying to figure some things out to wet your beak or whatnot, you know. But um, and there's a lot of public information. But, Joel, let me ask you this. You know, when it comes to these organizations and you kind of hinted to a little bit like far as not being able to speak intelligently mm -hmm. um would you say you know like a healthy amount of of the informative type stuff about each individual uh, organization i do not know no i'm i'm yeah. super green in, in yeah, terms of I'm, all of them and i understand that and i'm and i'm kind of and that leads me to the to um i guess a point that i haven't really made you know a lot of times you know um, and this is not this is not secretive information really it's kind of you might be able to put two and two together if you think about it but i'm about to okay. tell you something that you may have never really seen from that perspective you know a lot of times when we join these organizations bro like uh we don't know the history you know what i mean like we're yeah. learning the history as we are part of the journey to be a part of a particular organization and that's what you know makes there's certain aspects of it that makes it secretive you know and so uh it stays in house if you will so okay. um it's kind of like, man, maybe you trust what you see. Maybe you trust the fruit that you see, the particular, maybe the end process to have trust or faith enough to go down a process that you're committing to as you learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. It, does that make sense? It does. And and I, and I thank you for because, again, I, I can be honest when I say that, which is why I try not to speak out of turn because I don't have that information. Thank you for yep. kind of sharing some of that. And I'll tell you the reason why this is such a, a prominent thing that I think about is because I think about all the ways that we can separate ourselves from each other. Um, realistically, there's never going to be a time where all human beings, number one, let's start broad, all human beings, but then let's narrow it down, all black folks. There's never gonna be a time when all of us are on the same page with the same fist up at the same time, fighting the same fight. It's not gonna be a time like that. So that means there's going to be various segments of the culture that are that are fighting whatever the fight is or, or living their life, whatever that looks like. But I was always curious, like, man, all the people that I know personally, the people that I know personally, with the exception of a few, the ones that have been able to successfully, you know, uh, pledge, cross, and become an active member of a, uh, of a fraternity or, or a sorority or one of these other social organizations, it's like they lead with that. That becomes the lead to who they are. They're no longer that individual. They identify as that group. It's almost like a person, you know, that says that their favorite color is purple. So they got a purple car. They wear purple clothes. That's how you know them. Right. And that, that's kind of what they lead with, man. You, you know, Joe, Joe loves purple, everything he got. That's the unique identifier for him. And it seemed like a lot of the folks that I knew, the, the group that they were a part of became the unique identifier. So they were no longer unique as an individual. They just happened to be fortunate enough to be a part of this organization. And it always felt like it was this way to kind of separate whatever the whatever the reason was, like you said, whether it was they wanted to just be close to the group that gets the girls, they wanted to be popular, they wanted to get opportunity, whatever it was, there was something that drove them to want to do that. And, and a lot of the folks that I know, it seemed like it became a little disingenuous because they were more concerned with 
the yeah, the unique yes the unique identifier of being a part of this organization as opposed to the history what this organization has done what it's doing currently so that's always been a challenge is how it, it looks like it creates this separation within the culture yeah so joe i'm gonna i'm gonna let the uh cat out of the bag you know for the audience or whatnot you know um so i i um I left the fraternity, you know what I mean? I renounced the frat, you know, said I didn't, you know, I said, uh, I love the people, but I'm good. You know what I mean? This is after years, you know, and this is not, I wasn't a fickle member either. I'll have you know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I was in the trenches for, you know, um, everything that the organization was about, you know, was the face of the organization in some aspects as a, you know, as a college kid, not, you know, you know, not saying anything uh, glorious yeah. there, but I'm just saying, uh, served in many capacities, man. Um, I've, I've, you know, vice president, I brought people through the organization. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Just different, you know, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say countless, but a lot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of, a lot of positions and titles in a sense. So it wasn't like, I felt like an outcast, like, um, uh, Dwayne was telling me one of your one of your one of your guests or whatever felt you know had that particular perspective. That wasn't my perspective at all. You know what I mean? Um, but um, to go towards what you were saying about the identifier, man, I, I was taught to be a little bit different. I would say that I was taught to be a little bit different, man, because I always had a strong confidence uh, in myself. You know, okay, a little arrogant, a little conceited. You know, that's that's not good. <laughs> You know, however, it kept me from shying away from myself as an individual. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yes. we see people, man, they introduce themselves like, hey, uh, I am a this or I am a that. And by the way, my name is Joel. You know what yes. I'm saying? It's like, yes. wait, what? Yes. You know what I mean? What did you yep. just put first? You know? And, uh, you know, and for me, you know, I was a member of uh, Alpha Phi Alpha, you know what I mean? So we'll get that out the way as well. I know listeners, especially in the Greek community, like, where is this, you know? Right. <laughs> 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 you know, and so, um, yeah, man, I'd be like, nah, you know, hey, my name is AG. We talk about other stuff. We talk about this. And if it happens to come up, Oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, you know what I mean? And even though I was proud of the organization, I'm like, well, then I'll just let that be icing on the cake. Like, so, because when it, I'm married, but when it came to women, you wasn't going to say that my money got you. You're not going to say that my associations got you. You're going to say that my personality and my charm, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what won you over. And you find out about all that other stuff later. You know what I mean? So that that's me. But, but I, I agree. That that's the lane that uh, a percentage of people stay in. I wouldn't say everybody, but I have seen that. You know what I mean? I, I I had my mind frame because we had seen exactly what you just detailed. Wow, that's interesting. And, and you know, when we're again thinking about the topic, a different world, it, it it makes me think about it. It's like when you're growing up, when you're kind of going through that evolutionary journey to manhood or to womanhood, whatever. Uh, whatever it is, there are certain things that have to take place. And, and what you just said, I think is so important for people to hear. Um, and, and even though I think, I, I think you're being very honest, but also slightly saying it in jest in terms of being a little conceited. I think that there's such a lack of self-confidence and self-love, especially right now, that is difficult for people, especially you think about social media. Like when I, when I get that like on that selfie that I just posted I get a hit like I'm on like I'm on some some coke right that's what happens yeah. the same chemical is activated when I see that like so if I'm struggling with self-confidence and I recognize that this group I don't have to stand out there alone because I haven't really felt really that comfortable confident strong by myself if I can become a part of this then suddenly I'm I'm super comfortable and confident as long as I'm in this group setting but the minute i'm an individual again it's right back to that you know self-conscious you know shy reserved uh and, and i guess the question i want to ask on that is how does somebody who may be struggling or suffering from um image issues self-image self-love and all of that 
how do they successfully go through the process of joining an organization like that without being overcome by the fact that I'm now a part of this organization? Uh, well, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard different things and from uh, other people's experiences, but not, um, so hazing is illegal, you know what I'm saying? We'll just start with that. Um, but there are smart play, brother, smart play. (laughs) Yeah, we'll start with that. Uh, but somehow, some way you've probably heard of experiences where certain people just didn't make it, you know what I mean? And so there is a falling off, if you would. Um, but at the same time, man, you know, um, man, you know, there's a melting pot of people in, in every organization, whether it be, you know, Greek or this or that, you know, and, um, when you have people who are struggling in any particular area, hopefully there's somebody in there that can love on you to a certain point, help you out, uh, get you the uh, resources you need to build your confidence and your self-esteem as an individual. Like I was saying, these organizations, man, they do offer a variety of, uh, you know, um, community services and different programs and maybe just maybe, you know, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of uh, growing in some of these organizations, you will um, you get to that point where you can identify as a self even before, you know, these uh, group organizations. So it's no guarantee, but maybe, you know. Right. <laughs> so, so I have a question on that because um, you, you brought up hazing and and I think that this is like that's everywhere. Right. So if you think about the same, if it applies to one, it applies to all. But. Uh, there, there's been certain situations in certain uh, communities that that I wouldn't be able to be a part of. Um, I would definitely say that, especially in the news, that uh, certain individuals died from hazing, right? And because of that, there's been a the thought patterns of fraternities should colleges should get rid of fraternities for good. And I wanted mm-hmm. to know, like, based off of I guess you would say your experience or like, where do you stand on that thought that colleges should get rid of fraternities for good based off of historically what they've been doing to people and the damage that it could do to certain individuals? Oh, that's a heavy one. Um, So if we put it in a box, should these organizations be, banned entirely based upon the history of uh, hazing and what we've seen in the news. Um, I I would say no to, to that. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm going to tell you, man, it's like when you decide to submit to a process, because that's exactly what you're doing, you're submitting to a process of, and Joel, like we said, uh, history, we don't 100% know yet as we're learning, you know, um, we know the legacy of things, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And um, man, you better hope that the people that you surrounded yourself with and the people that you trust yourself with um, have your best interests at heart, you know what I mean? And uh, there's a dangerous aspect to where some people who decide, some organizations or chapters who decide to haze although they you're not supposed to I, I would imagine that it has to be it's being done somewhere and I can't tell you where but I, I'd imagine you hope that um, that you surrounded yourself with some people that have your best interests at heart and who are um, you know mentally stable to uh, get you through whatever they call their quote-unquote process so would you say that that's where the I guess you would say the the, the affinity of like that relationship that you may have with the frat or the individuals in that community is is based off of because i'm one i'm interested in this thing and i know that my brother over here went through the same types of sacrifices or um i can't say what the word is it, it's not coming to my head but let's just say sacrifices sacrifices is good and the I'm, blood I'm the, sweat and tears aspect of yeah, it baby yeah so that's where it's like i'm proud to do this because this i remember a certain point in my life where i didn't feel like i was going to be able to accomplish this and this is almost like a badge of honor 
And because of that, that in group type of feel, knowing that we both had to go through this type of experience, there's a support for each other like no other. Do you would you say that that's where that's coming from? Yeah, I would say there's a place where that's at. You know what I mean? Um, it always there's always a numbing feeling to a degree uh, when you go through something with somebody as a group compared to solo. You know what I mean? And so it's like, yo, um, there's a togetherness. You know, we can we can defeat this or whatever may be the case. You know, uh, two are better than one. Yada yada. Um, but that's also the same place and the reason why uh, camaraderie is gained. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I, I would say um, there's definitely some some good uh, perspective in there where I would have to lean uh, yes lean towards yes to. So from that perspective, I really get where it's going and, and that even more defines that thought process or that that feeling that where Joel was saying <laughs> his his way of looking at how they lead with certain things first, because this is this is a part of a an elite group. It's a bad job. Yeah. 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 You know, this makes this number one before me, because I had to be selfless in order to do this before me. I'm going to lead with this because this is more important than me since I had to sacrifice myself to be able to become this. That's extremely important. I, I see where that is going. And then I also see from a relationship standpoint where it's like we went through the, ter- the trenches together. We uh, came through this situation together or we shared this like experience. So I know that you are the type of person that you're supposed to be because we we share something. The one thing that I was thinking about based off of that is that's 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 great. And I, I understand that. But what was the key defining moment for you to say, this isn't what I'm trying to do anymore. That's what I would yeah. like to get into. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that. But I was just gonna respond to like, we can't even just minimize it from, you know, a fraternity standpoint where people are that badge of honor, you know what I mean? Because we can see it in all throughout the communities. If you've been in the army, or you've been in the military, yes. you're sergeant so and so, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. if I, I say, hey, man, what's your name? I'm Pastor So and So. That's not yep. your name. <laughs> yep. That's your, that's your title. And I'm yes, a man yes. of God, you know, but I'm just saying, like, your name ain't passed to nothing. Your yeah. mama did not, that is not on your birth certificate, sir. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> ma'am, you are, you on Facebook as a prophetess so-and-so. Like, that is not your name. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it's like, hey. can you just say what your name is? And if we want to get into your title, you can respectfully tell me. I'm not going to minimize you because you decide to tell me what your mama called you. It's like people trying to claim honor for themselves rather yes. being given it you know what i mean yes uh so just wanted to spill that out there uh, but uh man to answer your question how did i reach that point to where i said that um the organization uh was not for me anymore and i would just lead by saying that the core of who i was at the age of 18, 19, or whatnot, uh, is not the core of who I am today. Completely different, you know? And we were talking about growing from your experiences and things like that. Well, I just took that as being enough for me to say that I don't have to, I don't have to claim anything that, first off, I don't want to, but secondly, I don't have to be bound by decisions that I made when I was younger, you know, I just yes. don't have to. And uh, man, when I say y'all, when I say that there was literally no beef, you know, among, like some people have beef and they like, they don't feel welcome. And they like, yo, I'm out. That wasn't the case, man. When I told, you know, uh, uh, the bros or whatnot, you know, at the time that I was about to do that, man, it, it like, it was crazy. It was like, what? What do you mean? It's like, yo, 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 like, I understand you changing, you know, uh, using my words, the core of who you are is changing, but there's better ways to what you try, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Think about it. We can reach this. We can reach that. You know, I actually had a lot of uh, convictions from a spiritual standpoint, you know, Uh, when I say the core of who I am 
today. And I led by a man of faith, a man of God, because that is my, that's my number. That's what I lead with. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's what I lead with and all that other stuff. Cause that's my foundation rather and everything else. I believe my opinion is strong because of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm cool with leading with that with no shame. Uh, but that wasn't who I was at the time. And so as I'm growing and I'm learning, I'm like, I've said it multiple times in this call. Yeah. The organization does some cool stuff, you know, from a, a charity wise an event. But then I start looking at uh, my faith and what it caused me to do. I'm like, I was supposed to be doing that anyways you know what I mean like <laughs> so it's not like yeah they do that I'm like yeah but I'm supposed to be doing that as a man anyways as a man of God I believe in Jesus you know so I'll put that out there uh because I'm adamant about my faith but I'm like yo I'm supposed to be doing that as a Christ follower anyway I was like can you tell me anything that I'm not su- that you do that I'm not supposed to? can you tell me anything that you do that I'm not already supposed to be doing so at least if we keep in track of the pros and cons like I'll be able to, di- to differentiate does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, what am I? Am, I'm supposed to be doing it. Hey, love, you know, love your community. Well, I'm supposed to love my neighbor. You know what I'm saying? I'm already supposed yep. to be doing that. You know, uh, maybe you may come with additional outlets for me to do that, you know, in, in larger quantities or whatever. But I'm just simply saying, um, I'm, I'm looking like, and it was like, it was like uh, these seeds that were planted in me from a spiritual standpoint, as I'm growing, I'm like, yo, like, like I could do without this. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, 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 what you talk- no, you can't. No, you can't. And I was like, I, like, I don't think this is for me. And so I'm dealing with my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't like, I didn't come in like, you know what? I can't stand y'all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> out of here. You know what right, I mean? Right. It was, it was tough, man. My whole, like you said, man, there was not, I maybe not had led with that, but there were so many parts of my being that was interwoven into that. You know what I'm saying? So that was a, a life-changing decision. First, to come to that conclusion in my head, and then secondly, to be bold enough to verbalize it to the to the loved ones and the people that I knew simply because of this organization, you know? And uh, man, that was tough, man, but I was like, I made a lot of tough decisions. This I share sometimes with, you know, some of the people in the fraternity, yo, this wasn't the only, uh, this wasn't the only tough decision that I made. You know, I'm like, you just happened to be one of the top ones or one that was affected, one that affected you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I bring them yeah. to the light of that. So don't be selfish about my growth, man. Let me grow and do my journey. You know what I mean? Right. I love these people. Right. And the same, I love them more. Can you believe that? I love them more now than I ever did. You know, uh, the people that I was, you know, the, the people that I actually was in my group. You know what I mean? Not, right, not when right. I say my group, I ain't even talking about the fraternity. So I don't know some of them jokers never will. You know what I mean? And I don't mean jokers that, you know, in, in a bad you, way. I know you talking free, yeah. you know? <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, those who were in my in crowd of the organization, I love them more. Only because my love for people grows and grows and grows. I started talking about uplifting people at the beginning of this conversation. That hasn't changed. So even people are part of their organization. There's no malice or anything like that. I love them more. I just not. I'm just not a part of the organization anymore. You know what I mean? Wow. So so as a add on to that question, process wise, I know you used the, the word renounced. Is there an actual process to leave? A fraternity um man you know what i was on the website not too long ago and was seeing if there was to answer your question i believe um there is an official paperwork aspect of things um there's an aspect of things where if you're not uh active you know in chapters and grad chapters or whatever that you may have fallen by the wayside but i you know you haven't been renounced or anything like that from anybody else you know and so uh to answer your question um there is yes but i was actually on the website and i was looking to see like there is initiatives to win brothers back to be active but i mean it's like when you get those emails that you don't want and you're trying to find where is <laughs> where can you unsubscribe you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like 
yo, I cannot find, like, I clicked all the links. I cannot find where to unsubscribe for the life of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being super transparent, man. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. No, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because it, it helps me to, you know, from your actual experience, it helps me to gain a different perspective because all I had was was my vision of what was happening based on the people that I knew. Uh, and, and a lot of times, and, and I'll give an, a great example. It was a guy I went to high school with, and he wasn't one of the quote-unquote cool kids, but he wasn't uh, one of the outcasts either. He was just regular guy, might be like slightly socially awkward. Okay. So he wouldn't have been considered, uh, uh, um, I don't want to say high value, but in, in like that high school era, he wouldn't have been considered a catch for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm College you. comes, joins a fraternity, it changes all of that, including him. So when you see him around his group of people that he, that he crossed with, it's one version. When he comes back home to, in the neighborhood and you run into him, and he doesn't have that that support system around him. Right back to the same old docile, shy, introverted. And it's like, man, that's what always scares me. But it goes beyond that. That's anybody. If it's a person that you're with and this person that you're with takes you outside of who you actually are. And when it takes you outside of that, it's not a positive. It's not a benefit. That for me is a challenge. And, and that's why, like, even my brother, my brother went, my brother's a hothead though. He, he started pledging a fraternity. I cannot remember which one. And he wound up getting into a fight with one of the dudes that was on the line because this is back in the day. Uh, my brother's older than I am. So this was back when Hazen was, was something that was just hitting as a hot topic where, hey, we need to get some yeah, checks yeah, and balances yeah. around this. So he was going through it like, every single day with paddles and all of that. And he was just like, I'm done. Like I said, wanted to get into a fight, but it was taking him away from who he really was. And he recognized that. But the sad part is it didn't help him with the temperament issues. And I feel like there's certain aspects of groups like that that can help you to evolve on a personal level. But he wasn't ready for that evolution for the personal side. And he most definitely wasn't prepared for the submission that you talked about when you go through that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely, I could definitely see that man. And, um, man to each their own, man, everybody is just so different, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say though, even then, um, even when, you know, I was a part of the organization, there are other options, you know, um, far as being a part of the organization, um, where you just, go somewhere and do some paperwork you know what i mean like you still got to get recommendations and things like that but uh there's backlash even to that particular process yep. you know frowned yep. upon you know what i mean uh you didn't you're not made you know right right safe. and so uh there's man it's, it's a cold word out there sometimes so yeah i understand it's like the honorary I, I, if i'm not mistaken um, Michael Jordan got an honorary um, membership in one of the organizations. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a he's a Q. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's. I mean, well, I'm gonna tell you, Michael Jordan in '84 ain't nobody put no paddle to his backside while That's he. That's what I'm saying. It, hooping it. <laughs> but you know what though? Ain't nobody disrespecting Mike on that tip. Hey, yeah. they claim them like they own hey, Shaq. Yep. You know, a lot of these jokes, but I don't even mean from that perspective. There's like when you can go through the grad chapter, you know, uh, and just not go through what some of the people do go through an, an undergrad. And it's not always the case. But if you were looking to avoid X, Y and Z, the thing about it is, how do I say I want to be a part of a people group? And I go I go another process outside of what the people group are offering. You know what I mean? Mm. That's where the that's where the outcast aspect comes in. Like, man, you went through the back door type deal. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I'll say this about that, though. I I was actually going to. I'm going to be real with you. I, like, straight up, I was not going. Like, I started college late, 21 years old. And I was like, ain't no way I'm going to join this thing. And these little kids going to be, you know, spanking me, telling me what to do. And I'm out there running and getting food for them. That's not going to happen. So I was like, okay, let me just finish college. And then they said, hey, you can come back and then do the grad chapter. And then I'm like, I just know 
my path and my journey. And there's no way in the world I'm just going to sit there and then just connect with some people, be grad chapter, and then not go through the process. Because I know what that process was. Since I started late, I was just like, hey, it ain't for me. I'm going to have to take that step back. Yeah. Because you had to have a different mind frame, man, even at that age. You almost had to have an un, you have to, almost had to have a much an immature unmade up mind to submit to some of these things you know what i'm saying can you imagine Dwayne being a father you know what i'm saying you got kids that you have to discipline and get straight and then you submit to another man on on like some of that type of stuff so almost like the more you <laughs> the more developed you are the less likely you are yeah. to be you know submitted to that you know which that probably should highlight issue there too you know what i'm saying but like i said man it's been a while maybe those things don't actually exist but i'm just kind of just speaking out loud you know i got you no that that's good i like that it's 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 almost like um and and forgive the word choice i'm going really really far with the example but to your point when you're younger it generally generally it's easier to become indoctrinated to something whether it's a, a religion a group a thought process, whatever it is, it's a little bit easier to be shaped because you're still going through that process. And, and to your point, I couldn't imagine right now at 41, I couldn't imagine myself coming onto a college campus saying, you know, I want to be a part of one of these organizations, but I don't want I want to avoid some of the process. I'm a basketball guy. I went to college and that was my goal. I was going for basketball and you develop a different type of relationship when you're doing the practices in the summer, the practices early in the morning, and then later on in the afternoon, and then another one again in the evening when you're trying to get right, but you got people doing it with you. It means a little bit more. So the camaraderie piece of it, I respect that all day because I'm a big sports guy. And, and I think team and sport is some of the greatest ways to learn lessons. Something as simple as being able to deal with a loss. You know, people that don't have the opportunity to participate where you can lose, they, have, they may have a difficult time, you know, getting no's or, or losing or not getting that job or being turned down for yeah. that loan, you know. But when you actually get to go through that process, it strengthens you. So I want to make sure that people understand this conceptually. Any type of a social organization, I'm not against that at all. I think that there's tons and tons of value inside of any group that gets together that wants to do something that's bigger than them as an individual. My fear is that anytime somebody does, like you said, hey, I'm Pastor. My name is Pastor Mike. It's like, no, your name is Mike. You know what I mean? It's like it it gets to that point where it becomes challenged or you become compromised because the unique identifier becomes more important than the uniqueness of the individual. Yeah, that's so true. And I would just even highlight, even for the audience sake, you know, especially for those who are Greek, you know, I I know when Dwayne first reached out to me, like he didn't know that he thinking he's reaching out to somebody who's active or whatever, just from my perspective. He didn't know. I was like, hey, uh, by the way, let me give you another. Like, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, he was like, I'll take that perspective too, you know? So uh, just for clarity's sake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but just, you know, I'm an expert in, um, you know, my experience. You know, I'll use uh, Dwayne's uh, quote. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, you know, that's my perspective, man. And, uh, you know, that's been my uh, my experience, you know, in my life. And like I said, man, with these people, just some really good people, man, you know, in you know, just in general. But um, I don't know how people on the outside looking in will perceive even our conversation. If it sounds like I'm bashing or hating, right. I'm just really saying, you know, kind of saying, you know, where I stand and still have mad love for the people. They won't let me go, bro. Really? You know, what I'm right. saying? they won't. You know, like they, they don't they won't be like, oh, he ain't with us no more. You think they telling people that ah, that's AG right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a picture. With, you know, yeah. so not flodging per se, but honestly, still not giving in to that reality. And it was over 10 years ago when I renounced, you know what I'm saying? It was like yesterday. Oh, wow. okay. oh man, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, so my it's not like a fresh wound, bro. I'm just saying I'm just, you know, saying what's what. Let me you know? let me dig into that for a second, though, because I, I want to talk about like your 
your mental makeup for you to be able to say, hey, I'm confident in who I am and I want to move on to this next chapter. From what I'm hearing you say, it doesn't sound like there was like some love lost or a following falling out. It was more like, hey, in order for me to really focus on these things that I'm trying to do, I, I got to I got to cut this part out of my life. I'm I'm growing. I'm turning into a better person. I'm on this goal. I'm on this journey and I have to cut out some things that it's not like it's a bad thing, but it's just not where I'm at right now or it's not where I want to be. And in order for me to go into yeah. the direction, I got to let some of these things go. Yeah. Now I've talked about, you know, I've, I've made a point to um, try to not to be biased and talk about some of the good that the organization has to offer. Uh, but from a spiritual standpoint, there was a lot of bad stuff that the organization had to offer as well from my perspective. You know, I think it's my first time just kind of saying that bluntly, you know. So for me, in order to grow into the spiritual person that I am today, the spiritually mature person today, um, I had to do that. And uh, man, I know y'all can know, drop some 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 pastors and some spiritual people who are a part of this and a part of that you know what i'm saying but my conscience was like yo if you gonna be who you say you are aiming towards you can't ignore what you do not like and so you have the you have the opportunity to say um this is what i stand for mm -hmm. and my walk will back it up you know what i'm saying and so for me that those were some of the uh, defining moments for me as well. So yeah, it was, you know, cause bro, like when you talk about going to the next level, there's a network that's crazy. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Right. Bro, you can move right now to Chicago, send out a link or hit to people like, yo, any, any, any folks in Chicago, any, you know, what professionals in my organization are in Chicago that can link me up with something and you will get a hit. You know what I mean? Like you'll get some people hitting you up, you know, and say, hey, bro, um, you know, um, never met you before in my life, but you bear the same shield that I do. Mm -hmm. And so um, I happen to know somebody who can help you out. So I'm going to do that. And that's that's a lot of respect. So is you yo look some people was like hey man don't you think you might be messing up some of your opportunities you know uh but bro i'm a leader man like i'm a leader and uh honestly the organization within itself they pride themselves on you know uh leaders you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying it just so happened this in a sense didn't go uh probably as planned as i continue to go through my journey of of development as a leader uh, when i say as a leader i mean uh, having a conscience for something and be able to stand on your own if if ha if need be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, but there was a spiritual aspect of it for me from a principal standpoint where I was like, man, you know, uh, I'd rather not ignore, you know, certain aspects that I may not be comfortable with or agree with. And I was trying to make justifications like, man, maybe I can work this out. But my conscience was like, well, the seed has already been planted. Now it's growing. I see some evidence for, you know, some of the things that lead me another way. And I said, I submit to my conscience and I said, you know what, guys, I love y'all, but, uh, you know, I, I can no longer, you know, uh, be a part of the organization in good conscience. You know? Wow. So, so AJ, I have a, a question for you. Million dollar question. Um, you're let's, I'm creating a hypothetical. You're, you're a youth minister and you have your teenagers that are, that are about to graduate. And they're talking about what they want to do once they get to college. And they, they understand that you've been a part of a, a social organization, a fraternity. And they say, I want to join one too. Do you suggest otherwise? Do you tell them they may need to think about it? How do you go about having that type of conversation to make sure that somebody else who's on a similar spiritual journey doesn't get knocked off the track? Yeah, I would say no not even beating around the bush, I would wow. say, man, I wouldn't do that. Okay. And I would give, depending on where they're at, I would give insights to their bend since I would know them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, to give you further insight to my thought, to my thought pattern, uh, I have three kids and um, 
when I considered my oldest, I that helped me make the decision that I didn't want to be a part of the organization because I didn't want that over his head. I didn't want somebody else to be like, but your daddy is, you mm. know, like in my heart, like I'm just not active. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't say I didn't publicly tell people that, you know what, you know, this is not for me, yada, yada, yada. And I just like there's so many people who are who joined and they're not active and they could be for a variety of different reasons. Maybe they don't feel comfortable. Uh, you know, it could be all all um, different aspects of the spectrum. But for me, when I started to think about my son, you know, some people, they was calling my son, you know, you know, uh, future alpha man or whatever. And that's when I was like, yep, my convictions and now, you know, <laughs> have allowed me to say, I don't want that to be the case. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my son to be like, yeah, my daddy was. Because there's a lot of legacy from that standpoint, too. My daddy was, my grandfather was, yes. my great, 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 you know. And I was like. I'm not going to buy my son is not going to be bound to that. So if I'm, if that's a part of my decision, so my son doesn't have to feel bound. Definitely. I'm going to tell this, this, this uh, kid, you know, in high, in high school, going to college that I don't think it's a good move for him too. And I take flack for that, but it's still the truth, you know? Wow. I love that. Hey, and just wanted to tag, man. We talk about that a little bit in episode three as a uh, of this season as drinking the kool-aid and also who's the boss where that whole uh indoctrination piece or people also feel like hey this is what my dad was so i i gotta walk into this i gotta follow in his yeah. footsteps it's automatic so hey good call on breaking that and cycle. that should be cool well yeah i mean but man if we manning up we should be able to create paths that we want our children to walk in yeah. you know what i'm saying and in a sense i did i just veered to the left and like yo hopefully He'll walk through this path instead of trying to follow me on that path, knowing the conscious decisions that I made to do that for him. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I again, I just want to say thank you, man. I'm super appreciative of not just uh, you sharing the experience, but the transparency in it, too, uh, because because I think. We live in a time, man, where, where people are so extra sensitive that you can't even be honest sometimes. Uh, and, and just the fact that you're able to be honest with your experience. And, and never once did I hear you say no one in the history of Earth should ever join. You just said for you, it didn't fit with the direction you were headed. And you would prefer it not to fit in the direction of your son. And you would steer someone else clear because of the potential traps, especially in the way I'm looking at it as, as a young man, again, you're more likely to be indoctrinated into something because your mind is still developing. It's still being open to all of these new things. And especially when you get to live away from your family for the first time, you're on this college campus making your own rules basically why it, it would be so difficult for there to be things happening that you should not be partaking in you to be a part of this organization you to have gained some status because there is status associated with these organizations and to be able to just turn away from it that takes a strong person yeah yeah and i would uh i would just add on to you know that point that i was making man while i was going through while I was, uh, you know, going through my journey to be a part of the organization and even after I was, a, a, you know, a part of the organization and, you know, fast forward multiple years at my, at that current state of being, I would not have said that I had done anything that um, I didn't willingly be a part of or anything that was just like um, going to mess me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so nothing, nothing um, just crazy or whatever. I say that just to set up this statement that I would never want my child to go through what I went through during that journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, while I was in the journey, it wasn't nothing that's crazy. You know, I mean, I want <laughs> let me tell Maybe it was some crazy stuff, but like <laughs> I always felt safe and secure while I was there because I did trust the people that I was around. So I'm putting that out there as the premise. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. At the same time, who I am today, like I would not want my child to go through that to be a part of 
an organization or in any entity. I pray that how I lead my son as a man and as I teach him uh, different things day to day and as he follows my example in the path that I go through uh, with the community of men and women that I have allowed to be a part of his process, I pray that'll be enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what that's what I pray. Wow. I love that, man. I think I think that that's so important to have that community. I truly believe in that phrase. It takes a village. Right. Uh, as a parent, it's important for us to to put our kids in that environment that's going to help them become their future self or on get on the right path. I remember going back to uh, <laughs> my childhood days where I'm not sure if everybody else had this experience, but you could get corrected by anybody. And, and, and there was a there was a, a circle or a, a, a pretty much a surroundings to where if somebody saw you mess up, they didn't have to tell your parents anything. They could just correct you. And then having that type of community to where it's like, oh, no, no, no. This person is supposed to be a whole lot more. This person, def we definitely know that you have potential and you've been taught the right way. So we, we got the, the creative control on how we discipline you. And then tell your parents about yeah. you so you can get this second <laughs> one, you know, hey, um, hey, G, let me let me bring this to a close, because I know that you're a very busy man since you're a published author and uh, <laughs> and you uh, have so many different conversations that you got to kick off and, and, and lead uh, from a uh, speaking standpoint. I wanted to just think about it from away from the fret. Right. So we talked about it, but we also touched on any entity. I think it's important for people and we try to really drive the point of taking stock of your current situation to understand, should I be a part of this thing here or should I go towards my calling? Now that could be to your point, it could, it could be fraternities. It could be just maybe a group of friends that you grew up with. It could be um, a certain club, country club. That's not my situation. It could be a job or a career. What what was that one thing that really you said, you, if I had to lean on this, this was the deciding factor in making me go in that direction. Would you lean it towards your future potential and what you knew you had to do? Or was it like uh, this is not sitting right with my spirit or my inner workings and I have to cut this off? Uh, I think it would be more so uh, the latter you know, uh, more so the second or whatever, you know, because I was growing, man. Um, I devoted my life, you know, to Christ a little bit after my son was born. He'll be 13 this year. Mm. And so, um, you know, I was just putting things together, man. And so, um, so I'm going to talk faith-based really quick. Yeah. So as I began to discover my identity in Christ, the more, the closer, the more I began to depend on him and the closer I grew in my relationship with God, the less I needed other things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like the more I grew in him, the less other things was as valuable to me. And so like, Man, as I began to grow, man, like, listen, first and foremost, like, people didn't even believe the fact when they heard, you know, that I had, like, given my life to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was hearing rumors like, bro, there's a rumor out there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's how wild I was, you know. Uh, but this is who I am as a person. Man, I try to give my all to what I believe in. And at the time, I believed in that and other things, but I'm just saying specifically that since that's the conversation. So I gave my all to it. And then, you know, when I decided that I was going to live, walk by a different beat, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I decided to give my all to that, you know, and they uh, they were pulling me in opposite uh, directions, you know. And so, um, like I said, man, the more I got to know who, you know, I, my identity was in Christ, I was like, yo, I don't even need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love the people, but I don't, you know, to be throwing up organizations and stuff like that, 
it, it man, it's like a peace came over me, man. And it was just like so easy. I told you I was fighting it for a little bit, at least in my mind. And when that hit me, man, I was like, cool. And then also there was this conviction that that was one of the things that, you know, God would have me to do for my particular journey. And it's the saying, man, that I heard even beforehand, you know, before I accepted that call to the Lord, it was like, yo, if there's anything that you won't do for the Lord, there's nothing that you really can do for him, mm. you know? And so I was like, man, if this is what the Lord is calling me to do, I'm in, you know what I mean? And that's the route that I took. Man, I respect wow. that, man. I respect that. The way that I'm looking at it, and especially off of what you're saying, it, it definitely ties into the theme of finding your why, knowing your why. But um, based off of what you just said, I'm going to take it a step further and finding your peace. You can walk in this path in peace and know that you're you're walking in your why from that and you're walking with that conviction. And, and ultimately, it's, it's, it's leaving a, a good example of what your son is going to see and what your son is going to remember you as or remember you by. And also relate that to some of his experiences as he's going on his journey, right? So you say he's about to turn 13. So, hey, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> we know what that's like. Um, and I appreciate you just really being vulnerable to Joel's point, being vulnerable and transparent and sh sharing your stories with us. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Um, AG, could you do me a favor and let people know how would they get in contact with you? How do they reach out to you? Uh, just in case they want to like follow what you're writing or reach out to you for any of your speaking gigs? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, you can reach out to me at algaston09 at gmail.com. And uh, you, I have some other stuff that's in the works as far as um, preferred ways to contact in the future. But um, yeah, that's one of the things, man. Also, one of the partners that I connect with all the time, I'm putting a plug for him. Uh, fatherhood is dope. I'm in his on his podcast here and there, and we've done other things kind of outside of that. And um, you might be able to follow a few different things, but uh, that's Aaron McGee. That's my homie, and we connect on many different things on the fatherhood platform. And he's doing his own thing right now as well. But um, yeah, man, those are the predominantly. Uh, that's the predominant place that you can find me. Feel free to email me. Uh, you know, for anything. Uh, any questions or whatnot, my perspective, man, I don't care. It's all good. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, Joel, I wanted to just pass it to you just in case. I love to let you sum things up. So if there's anything <laughs> you want to add really quickly. Man, I, uh, you said it already for the most part. It's just a thank you. Uh, I, I just, I just want to get better. I want to learn. And I don't want my, again, my experience to create a bias that won't allow me to gain perspective. So conversations, again, these are the ones that help me to make sure that I'm not just leveraging what I've seen, what I've heard or what I've gone through or the people that are close to me, what they've gone through to be the, the finite response or example or situation for all. So um, AG again, man, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that information. Uh, and thank you for taking all those questions too, man. I mean, I feel like such a, such a novice when it comes to fraternity. So I feel like I had a whole lot, uh, and you just right there, ready to answer them all. So um, kudos, much props to you. Uh, and again, thank you. No problem, man. Well, I appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, let me know if I can help any way in the future, all right? We value good conversations and good relationships. And yes, this is one that we will truly cherish. So big thanks to Aaron Gaston for joining us today. To learn more about Aaron and everything that he's up to, we linked all his information in the show notes. So why not reach out to him and tell him that you enjoyed the episode while you're at it. Please share this podcast with your friends and frenemies because whether it's news, entertainment, or health, everyone's dosing something. Come and get yours as we aspire to inspire until we expire. Until next time.